Hello and welcome to Dyna Bros, the official reacts of your Dynamo Faithful. We'll be bringing you post-game reactions with no analysis and all emotion all season long. I'm your host, Manny Parsier. With me tonight is the Sinski Man and Scroggins. We just watched our Houston Dynamo lose 2-1 in a pretty lackluster fashion at PNC. Guys, how are we feeling? Sinski, let's start with you. What, what are your emotions right now, man? You know, I only saw the second half. I spent the first half uh, at the pool pre-4th of July swimming, you know. From what I saw, it was just, I saw a lot of very tired legs and a lot of just bad passing. Just bad passing. Balls into the box. And and I saw very low confidence. I think when these players are getting in the box, everybody just poops their pants and they don't know what they're doing anymore. It's It's hard to watch, man. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I mentioned this earlier in, in our in our uh, chat, but I think the problem was there was too many people at the stadium tonight, and I just feel like they didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I think that uh, they hadn't seen that in a while, and they were just a bit uh, skittish, maybe, is what was happening, you know. Uh, probably yeah. too many people who didn't read the uh, schedule about Hector Herrera not playing this week, but starting next week, I assume is what the cause was, but... That's okay. We had people was, there, which was great. It was such a hyped up weekend too, you know, Hector Herrera coming in, doing the post conference, the thing at the at the post mall, post Houston. I don't know if that yeah. thing was it looked like a, a rave. Seems pretty <laughs> great. I don't know. Um and then to play that way is just it's so deflating. So deflating, but at least I they had a fight it, at the end, right? Wasn't it a seven one three night? I think that's why. Was it was also seven one three night. Yes, that yeah, that is yeah. also helpful. Nice Scroggins, people. Scroggins, how did we uh, how do we feel about this one? I know you watched uh, the whole game, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wish I hadn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I'll say this, dude. Uh, I think um, early in in the game, uh, our our pressing by the midfield looked great. We were in the right spots, in the right places, cutting out passing lanes. Uh, I mean, it, granted, Charlotte's not the best. But but we looked we looked good. We looked like it was a well drilled team. Um, but you know we still had that first twenty minutes and nobody's paying attention. We're not switched on yet, and um, you know and I, that had to have been like the stupidest, dumbest like own goal I've ever seen. I mean like it, it bounced off of Seren's foot into Clark and then off of Clark and back onto Seren's foot and then into the goal like. Charlotte didn't even celebrate it because it was so dumb. Like, bro, they didn't even celebrate. They were just like, okay, <laughs> like it I was mean, so it, weird. It, it was, was so weird. And all I know is that, um, like, we looked, we looked tired. Third game in nine, uh, in nine days, um, and uh, we definitely played like a team that has only taken three points from the last fifteen. So. Um, I, I don't know what I expect at this point. Yeah, we definitely looked tired. I agree with you there. And and maybe that's part of it. Three games in nine days, even for professional athletes, is that's that's hard. Like that's difficult. Yeah. Especially yeah. with um in our weather, like in our humidity. Like that's that's no easy feat. I know not all three games were here, but uh I, I also think that there wasn't the right rotation done um in some of these games. Yeah. You know, I don't know what happened has happened to Griffin Dorsey other than the only thing I can think of is that he took Naga's mom out for a really nice chicken fried steak dinner. They had a great time. <laughs> and he never he, called her he, again. He took her home. He didn't even try to go in for a good night kiss. And then he never called her again. Exactly, Sinski. And then he never called her again. 
that's the only thing I can think of why he's not getting any minutes at this time. He started off the season pretty solid. Um, and I, I don't understand like Naga counts on his wingbacks to create shots in yeah. the box, like to create things in the box because our wingers obviously aren't doing it a whole lot. Obviously we've talked about Thor and hyped him up and how he's been getting better. So that's good, but we're still counting a lot on Lundy and Zeka being able to create in, into the box. Well, yeah. when you have tired wingbacks, when you have tired fullbacks, like that's going to be a lot harder to happen. And yeah. we saw Lundy get pulled at like the 63rd minute, I think is around the time. And uh, Junka came in. He actually did pretty decently when he, he looked like spirited, at least. Junk um, is yeah. getting minutes. That's where <laughs> we're at right now. Yeah, Junk is getting minutes over Dorsey, not getting any like rotation in there. Like from yeah. these three games, easily Dorsey, I feel like should have been able to start one, at least one. Yeah, I mean, Zeke is better than Dorsey, but he's not that much better. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, I think it was Jake was saying uh, last game, like, like uh, Dorsey is at least better than Zeke with dead legs, right? Exactly. Yes. And and I I just man I, I don't know how much of this team's problem is is mentality or fatigue, like it or or coaching. I like for me the the epitome was. Um, who do we have running on the side and, and he crossed the ball through the box and Sebas was like, um, you know, the ball goes right through the six yard box and, and out of bounds. And, and then Sebas was standing there pointing at his feet, standing at the six yard box uh, at the, uh, I'm sorry, at the penalty spot. spot. Oh, yeah. Coco. That was the one that yeah. um, Coco shot, I believe. And uh, yeah, he didn't, uh, he didn't pass or whatever. I mean, and I'm just thinking like that right there is that's the summary of the game right there is is that we just don't make the extra run. I mean, it's literally what five steps more, <laughs> right? To, to crash the to box. Be, yeah. Or to crash yeah, the goal. Crash, I mean, if Thor was was on his way. He had the right idea. But Sebas had just stopped running. And uh, dude, like that is just is that fatigue? Is that not being motivated by your coach? Is that poor? I mean, uh, positioning, I mean, what, what is it like? It could be any one of those things. Yeah. Sebas, Sebas specifically, it might've just been fatigue for him. He did start all three games this week and not only was he not making runs, it felt like, but he also had just horrible touches uh, all through the night, just so bad. And I know we dogged him on a little bit at the beginning of the season for the same, for same reason, but he has, he has gotten better. And tonight it was like he reverted and he even at one point lost one in the midfield and gave uh, Charlotte a chance and they almost scored. We got lucky that they end up just hitting the side of the net and not scoring, but it was his giveaway, like almost said almost a midfield that, that caused that. Um, So uh, Sinski question for you, we were, you know, how much, how much is our lack of goals happening? Our lack of, uh, I don't want to say fight because I feel like we did have some of that later on after we scored a goal, but the lack of goals not being scored or people crashing into the box to finish those balls, is Hector Herrera going to help any of that? I know you're really hi- hyped up on HH, so I'm, I want to hear from you on this. I'm super hyped, but I don't think I don't think he fixes that problem. I don't I don't think he's going to be putting in these these bombing passes that our guys are just going to be able to crush into the goal. I don't think that's going to happen. I think. I think Hector's going to help us in midfield. I think he's going to protect the defense a little bit better than what we have right now. But we have got to hire somebody 
on the coaching staff who can tell these guys and and train these guys to put in the easy goals or to take the shot. I mean, Memo is one-on-one with the keeper and decides to cut in even more and and run in front of three defenders and then pass the ball instead of take a shot. Uh, Thor, he's being unselfish. There's a lot of unselfishness in the box. And to me, that's a confidence issue. That's a finishing issue. Nobody wants to be the guy to take the shot, and they all think they're going to miss. That's what it feels like to me. And I don't think Hector Herrera fixes that problem. I think it, it's that's a coaching thing. That's a confidence thing. And Hector, he, he's already doing great things for this club. There was almost 20,000 people there. They were screaming and yelling when he came down at halftime. Yeah, that was uh, real cool. Yeah, that was cool. But I don't think Hector's going to add goals. He's. I think he'll he'll add some. There will be more goals because he's here, just because I think we'll have the ball more, and that'll lead to more chances. That's my hope. But somebody has got to fix the confidence of our shooters. Yeah, honestly, at the end of this, like I don't feel like we deserve to win this game. I don't think we. I don't feel like we deserve to tie this game. If Charlotte would have uh, end up losing this game, or even had to tie with us, I would have felt bad for Charlotte at the end of this night. Honestly, that's that's where I was feeling by the the end of this game. I was just like. Yeah, you know, if Charlotte doesn't get anything from this, it's like poor Charlotte. They they definitely deserved it over over us. But that's and, my favorite thing about the Dynamo this season is we're not done at the 60th or 70th minute. We're still fair. trying to score goals late in the game, and that to me that's a positive because last year it was so frustrating. You could turn the game off at the 65th minute because you knew we were done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this I mean the Fafa goal um, that late in the game, and yeah. then everybody's still trying to score at that point that made me that made me happy as a fan sure yeah. I, you know you love to see the work rate but i would love to see some some finishing at the end of those work rates scroggins in the first talk- 45 minutes too <laughs> scroggins <laughs> talk to us about that that goal how did you feel about that fafa goal oh it was beautiful it was um i think it's like my number two moment of the game uh number one moment being when uh Ache Ache came out on the field at halftime <laughs> um, that was just beautiful. Um, but no, that was, that was gorgeous. Like the clever pass from Darwin was nice, but even nicer was Fafa's like chesting the ball to control it. And then just taking it on the volley and slotting it right home. That was, that was beautiful. Uh, it was well-timed. It was a good run by Fafa. I know VAR looked at it because they're stupid and apparently don't understand the offsides <laughs> rule. Uh, he's not offsides. He's just fast. And um, I would love for that Fafa to show up every week, but, you know, he just doesn't. And um, I still stand by my comments that I made uh, on the full episode. Earlier in the week, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to take those back yet. I want to see more from from Fafa uh, before I take that back. Uh, I did think he was offside to begin with. Uh, Real time, he he looked and felt offside because, like you said, he's just quick. That's all. He was just fast. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, uh... I feel you, Scroggins. You know, don't you know? He has to. Just one goal does not earn it back, right? One goal does not right. earn it back. It, even, no matter how beautiful the goal was, which you're right, chested it down, finished beautifully through the uh, keeper's legs. It was a great meg, great goal. But you know, if you're not on the Fava train, because I'm kind of right there with you, it doesn't it doesn't earn it all back. Trust trust is earned, not uh, not not taken back in in one foul swoop. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We're gonna move on to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sinski, we're gonna start with you. Give us, give us the good. What, what was the silver lining here? What should we be looking for? Well, like I said, we have that fight at the end, and I think the good is that Darwin Quintero 
is he's excited, and I think he's he's firing on all cylinders right now. That's uh, I think he's been a part of the last three goals that we've scored, either scored them or assisted in them, and yeah. I think that's really good for business because when Hector Herrera comes in, at least there's somebody else on the pitch doing well. But he's 32 years old and he's tired. Somebody's got to help him out. But I think that's the good is that Darwin Quintero of this season has been, he's been legitimate. 34, Sinski. 34. Is he 34? Yeah. yeah. He's oh. an old man. Just Take like this guy here. <laughs> All right, Scroggins, let's hear your bad, sir. Uh, for me, I think the bad was um, seeing Pasher come on the field and do nothing. Uh, that, that made me really sad. There just wasn't a whole lot from him. Um, and, uh, I, I'd say that's, that's the bad It's just the, the general depth and malaise of, of the team right now. That's my bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, the theme of our losses this year has been too little, too late is, is the problem. Yeah. I think, all right, I'm going to, uh, round us up here with the ugly and it's gotta be the fact that we let a team who has not had a road win all season long. Actually, this is the first years of full yep. yeah, MLS this- team. So this is their first road win ever, ever, and it, and it happened against us yeah. at our stadium, at our home. That yeah. hurts. That Guys, we're historic, <laughs> in the wrong ways, all in the wrong ways. Um, yeah. So that uh, when the announcers said that, that put like it was like they put the knife in the heart and then just twisted it and twisted it and twisted it. And I was like, this feels horrible. So that's my ugly. The fact that the fact that we let a team come in who hasn't had a red win and just uh, take it to us. Like honestly, they, they probably could have had two or three more goals, and we just kind of got lucky on those. So, absolutely, that, yeah, that was a real, real kick in the pants. If uh, if you do, let me say so. All right, guys, thank you for joining Dino Bros. Don't forget, we'll be bringing you post game reaction, no analysis, and all emotion all season long. Thanks for tuning in and stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Kyle McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff with marketing and design from Zach Bellow. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful.